This FPL season has definitely been go, go, go. A nonstop hustle all the time. Matches, deadlines, unexpected blank and double game weeks, on top of everything the real world has had in store. Sometimes you need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. For me personally, supporting Fulham during this last year has been a true roller coaster ride. Honestly, when that Adama Traore goal flew past Areola in the 92nd minute of game week 31, the only thing that saved my mental state, the only thing that calmed my nerves, was cracking open a Coors Light. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. That way, you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And listen, everyone, summer is pretty much here. It's about to get hot in New York. An ice-cold Coors Light is such a perfect way for me to beat that summertime heat. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. Hey, this is Megan Rapino, And I'm Sue Bird. We've decided to turn our crazy IG live show into a podcast for your listening pleasure. Enjoy the show. A Touch More. New episodes of A Touch More drop Tuesday only on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Hail Cheaters, and welcome to the Always Cheating Podcast. My name is Josh. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? I've got three letters for you, Joshua. F-P-L. We are so much closer to FPL coming back. Always Cheating is coming back in an, in, in an FPL sense, I guess. We've been talking about TV shows and movies for the last three months. Now we can talk about FPL. We just did 10 weeks of podcasts about nothing. It is incredible. Looking back on it, the number of drafts that we did, the number we ranked movies. I think we ranked, did we rank food at any point? I feel like we just, we went through every topic we could absolutely ever possibly talk about on a podcast. We got, went all in on fantasy Bundesliga. We're still, you know, I've still got a toe in that water. I, I watched matches pretty, pretty close. I actually watched as many matches as I could this weekend and then Bundesliga. Uh, but yeah, the announcement has come out June 17th, right? I, I had that number in my head. I think it's June 17th. Yeah, uh, June 17th. Yep, June 17th, the Premier League will be back. There are some caveats here. You know, it's it's back if there are no um, issues, you know, if there's no outbreaks, no testing. Um, they just did a test of like 1,100 players and managers and support staff, and uh, there were zero cases found. I think it was the first time that had happened. They'd found two and four and six and then you know like every every few days they were testing and so they're not as zero now of course i would expect well, we will see some more cases at some point uh but i think it's you know it's now it's just like i don't know so like do contact tracing and or whatever yeah. like make sure that like you know that you know where everyone's going and uh they can actually do this thing in about three weeks i haven't seen any stories out of the bundesliga of um 
COVID-19 cases popping up amongst the players since they did the restart. I mean, have you seen anything like that? I just, um, I'm just trying to imagine the ripple effect if there were to be kind of like a big wave of coronavirus that happened in one of yeah. these major leagues once they restarted. Surprisingly, no. Um, obviously, there was the, uh, the the second division of the Bundesliga where there was a case like like a week before the season started, um, and and that team, you know, they had to postpone their first match. And so, I, you know, do I think that we're going to get through the whole summer, especially with England having a a a you know worse outbreak than than there was in Germany? No, I think that inevitably there's going to be one team where somebody, a player, a support staff, I mean, you know, like they're not, they're not going to live in a hotel for two months. You know, you're going to run across somebody. Um, Someone's going to test positive. We're going to miss a week. But, you know, in the Bundesliga, they were basically like, we think this will happen and we have a plan for it. Um, And so we'll see what the Premier League does. I mean, they're, they're sort of kind of going like all out though because their approach is uh yeah we're not going to have a single day off uh <laughs> once we launch this thing yeah. i mean one day off at the start it's like there, there there's like a two matches scheduled for that wednesday june 17th and i think that thursday is off and then there's like matches every day for the next you know 65 odd days or whatever it is it's going to be nuts the players aren't going to have any time off the coaching staffs obviously but the fans, my God, it's kind of a double-edged sword to have this much Premier League action in a compact amount of time because yeah. I mean, we have a hard enough time dividing our attention between work and family and the Premier League when it's, you know, um, <laughs> 10 matches over the course of seven days. So this yeah. is going to be a huge lift. <laughs> it's going to be awesome uh, for sure. I mean, like, it's you know, like, I mean, I just think back to like when the when the Bundesliga relaunched like three weeks ago, which is a league that I have, you know, a hundredth, a thousandth as much knowledge as I do of the Premier League. And I was like, well, we'll see, you know, we'll see how if I even watch matches, you know, we'll see how into what I get. Uh, cut to me watching like, you know, 10 hours of matches in the last you know two days. Uh, and I, you know, I think that it's going to be it's going to be fun. And um I feel like, you know, it's really hard not to um, to mention like the elephant in the room, you know, which is that like we're like we have a fantasy sports podcast while like America is on fire. And um, like, obviously, we're aware of that and it's conscious of it. And uh, I mean, you and I live not a mile away uh, from the Barclays Center, you know, where there's been serious stuff happening. Yeah, there is a helicopter that has been flying over my building nonstop for the last two to three hours. And it is a constant, got this like knot in my stomach every time I hear the helicopter getting closer because, yeah, I know exactly what's going on. You know, just a few blocks away there at the Barclays Center. And, um, you know, we are so excited to talk about FPL. We don't want to ever have this be a politics podcast, but watching the Bundesliga today to see uh, gestures from Jaden Sancho and Marcus Turam, this mm-hmm. is something that is impacting people around the globe and Black yeah. Lives Matter. And I really think it's important to say that. Yeah. And I think that, um, yeah, I think both of us are sort of in the, uh, um, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's like our ages too, where I'm sort of in the, like, I just am like, like paying attention and I'm listening and I'm reading and I feel like I'm getting a lot smarter, um, about, about everything. And, um, and I don't know, like I'm supportive of, of what's happening. And I, I mean, you know, I don't even know 
it's, it's such a minefield to talk about, but basically I'm like trying to pay attention and I'm trying to be like someone who is listening, you know, um, throughout this and, and, and not sort of, um, have any, um, I don't know, because that's the whole point of this. The whole point of these protests is to, is to get people to pay attention. And so it's like the very least that you can do is pay attention. You know, you don't have to have an opinion even, you know, if you don't want to, or, you know, or even if you have an opinion, that is maybe counter to what the protests are about. You can still listen, you know, you can still give yourself an opportunity to, to learn and, and to see, you know, what, what, what they're talking about, you know? And so, um, I don't know, uh, you know, so like you said, it's not, it's not a politics podcast. Uh, but I think that, um, that's what I'm trying to do is like actually just become more knowledgeable and yeah. uh, not in a, not in a super, um, yeah, just that, not like, I'm just reading like as much as I can. Yeah, and I'm right. trying to read the less sensational stuff, you know, I'm like, mm-hmm. I mean like the New York times, like, you know, it's like a hugely valuable resource, you know, it's like, watch, I mean like, like just like trusted news sources, like, you know, wherever you are in the world, like just those places will give you interviews. They'll give you coverage. And, you know, there's lots of, there's books and articles and, you know, one of our, we actually have a new patron this week, um, Oliver Smelt, who, uh, sent us, um, a few resources, uh, and I thought we maybe would share some of those on our, um, on our Twitter page, too, is a really interesting uh, thread that he shared that I thought uh, we could put out there. And it's just, you were just, you know, again, we, this is a fantasy sports podcast, yeah. uh, but being being a mile from everything that's happening and it's been happening for days, it felt kind of insane not to at least yeah. acknowledge that, like, there, there are way more important things than fantasy. <laughs> so yeah. that's, you know, had to be said. In happier news, we actually had a rendezvous, a a good socially distant rendezvous, you and me, Josh. Um, Yes. We popped by our favorite pub bar, The Black Horse, which is kind of creaking back open. We were Mm -hmm. buying beers through the window. That's right, because there's also a pandemic going on. (laughs) (laughs) Lest ye forget, (laughs) you still need to wash your hands and wear a mask (laughs) and um, don't shake hands with your best friend when you you see him for the first time in in weeks. Um, And we saw our producer patron and one of the best bartenders in New York, Jazz Binning, was uh, (laughs) slinging beers there at the Black Horse. It was just really gratifying to see our favorite place to watch Premier League matches is still there yep. and will yep. probably survive this. And you got you got yelled at by a, uh, by a police officer. <laughs> I got I got accosted. It was it was I mean talk about white privilege, right? I'm standing on the sidewalk with my cider in a plastic cup that I'd bought. It had a lid on it and I hear this um cop, you know, through his bullhorn being like bah, 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 bah. and I look over there and I'm just like me? And he's like, yeah, you keep moving. And uh, I think it's all um, they now that these bars are serving customers through their windows, they're trying to prevent people from loitering and creating mass gatherings that could be unsafe with regard to COVID-19. So, yes, I got got accosted (laughs) by by the police. All right. So I don't know, you know. That's like a lot to lay on people who are like expecting to listen to a fantasy podcast. So we're just going to do a, a hard pivot with no actual like way to do this cleanly. But let's 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 talk again about 
fantasy fantasy uh-huh. sports being back right fantasy i remember fantasy yeah it, it's weird it is weird to start looking at this stuff again i was looking at like player prices you know just out of curiosity i had forgotten what anybody's price was i had no <laughs> idea like yeah. harry kane i was like looking him up just out of curiosity 10.8 million and i was like is that high is that low i have no idea like mm-hmm. i can barely remember mm-hmm. um especially i've been doing this fantasy bundesliga thing for weeks now and you know the price is there it's like robert lewandowski is like 25 million so i'm like hey yeah. kane is 10 that seems reasonable um you, know? <laughs> I get, you could you could easily <laughs> fit him 40%. into your bundesliga squad for sure <laughs> yeah exactly uh, yeah he'd be like the same price as like a central you know like a defensive midfielder or something um so fantasy is back it's been gone for three months it's it's going to be strange, but I think it's going to be awesome. And I, <laughs> I think it's going to be really fun to have something that is that is just fun. I mean, I you know, I like you can talk about the money. You can talk about sports being too important. Uh, but I, I don't know about you. Like, you know, it's these are long, stressful days and it's not going to end anytime soon, especially in a place like New York. Having something fun that's that's on that um, will just be like a fun welcome distraction. Um, even you know, just fantasy aside, just having the Premier League back, you know, matches yeah. on all the time. Yeah. It's going to be kind of something to look forward to. Well, this has been my gripe with the Bundesliga is that um, all the elements are there. You know, um, great historic football clubs, world class players, um, competitive matches, uh, title that was in the balance for a couple of weeks. However, I was just having trouble connecting to the Bundesliga because I didn't really know any of the stories. So I'm, I'm, I, I know as soon as the Premier League is back on TV and I'm watching, um, all those narratives are just going to suddenly be back inside of me, and yeah. I, I may feel like it. Uh, the Premier League coming back for this, um, this restarted season is weird, but. Um, I'm underselling the fact that I, um, I'm just going to immediately connect with it. Go back to my, my yeah. camp, my great, wonderful camp metaphor from last week <laughs> in which, you know, you're, yeah. you've got your, your camp fling with the Bundesliga and, you know, she's just a short time thing waiting for you back home is the premier league. And yeah, when you get back home, it's going to be awkward to sort of like restart things with, with, you know, your, your family, you know, yeah. your, 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 your girlfriend, but, um, so when you, just your when you finally, now. this is just <laughs> this is just every week now. That's gonna be a new camp thing. Well, I guess the listeners <laughs> should know that I'm working on a novel right now, and I'm just <laughs> using this podcast as a as a space to workshop my ideas. <laughs> it takes place at a camp. It's actually yeah. it's a Friday the Thirteenth novelization. So you've got you've got camp got camp on your brain. Camp it's, on the a, brain. it's a long way of saying I think it's probably going to be weird when you see the Premier League again. But trust me, it's going to feel great, and it's where you belong. It's going to be weird when Jason shows up, right in the yeah. middle of the field. <laughs> um, I okay, yeah, I, I agree. I think it's um, it's. I'm looking forward to the stories as well. I, I think I maybe was a little more taken with the Bundesliga experience than you were. I, I really have, have enjoyed it a lot. And, and I think that there's going to be a lot of lasting now that we need to like, like do like a, um, um, elegy, you know what I mean? Like, you know, the, the Bundesliga is still, it's still on. It's still fun. It, you know, there's at least a couple more weeks. It will live. The it, ends. it will be there long <laughs> after we're gone, Josh. <laughs> Exactly. When we're but hanging out with I, Elliot Smith, right? Uh, the Bundesliga will yeah. still be here. 
I, I am glad that I've learned a bunch of new players and, and people and many of whom will be in the premier league at some point too, you know, it's sort of, um, yeah. Uh, I mean, Kai, Kai Havertz, right. Like, uh, just, uh, for a buyer Leverkusen, yeah. like that guy is, I mean, assuming he doesn't go right to like a Real Madrid type squad, he is, he's yep. awesome. And Hakimi um, right back for Borussia Dortmund. He's probably like months away so from good. a premier league contract. Yep, exactly. And we'll, we'll see how many of these players move given, um, I, you know, who even knows when there's going to be a transfer window, you know? Um, I mean, if they're, yeah. if they're doing Champions League matches in August, then, um, you know, who knows? Um, so Premier League is back. The uh, Patreon is back as well. Uh, we are, uh, we're back and we're going to be back doing our bonus podcast for patrons. Um, we're, uh, the league is still open. We're opening we're opening the doors again, Brandon. It's mm-hmm. like uh, it's like the end of it's like the end of Frozen. Okay, the doors of the castle. Uh, you probably never seen that movie. Uh, you don't no, have a, I have. You, you don't have. You don't have a. Three, you don't have a three year old daughter. Um, it's uh, the doors of the castle are open, um, and uh, it's it's all it's all happening. So if you want to uh, join this, join the Slack, join our fantasy league, join the fantasy Bundesliga league. Uh, we have a little, just, just for fun, because, uh, we want, um, we wanted to feel kind of special for people to join, especially this late in the, in the season. Um, so we're going to do a giveaway and we're going to do a weekly giveaway for each of the final nine weeks of the premier league season. Each week, the highest scoring player in our fantasy league will get a free, uh, mug or uh, maybe we'll just, you know, a mug or something if you don't want a mug and you want a T-shirt instead, let us know. That's fine. Uh, you can get a free free mug or similar product uh, from the Always <laughs> Cheating Shop. Uh, yeah. Brandon recently went in and added a bunch of new designs. The the bus team design in particular, I think, is awesome. Uh, they all look really good though. And there's even a, there's no there's an Always Cheating hoodie. Yeah, for the first time. So so every week we're going to be doing a giveaway of an always cheating item uh, for the higher scoring, highest scoring player that week. So even if you're like, I am kind of done with fantasy, uh, I hate my team, I don't really want to get restarted, then you can at least kind of hack it and just try to come up with a uh, with, you know, with a one week team, uh, you know, just sort yep. of are we going to count? Are we going to count hits, Brandon? That's that's the question. You know, if it's a they have 140 points, but it's with 40 points of hits. I think do we, yeah. are we going to subtract the 40? I think that's a, that's a I think the question. hits have to play into it, Josh. Um, okay. I think the hits okay. do play into it. So, yeah, the the tearing up your team and starting from scratch week to week might not work for you. But maybe you're maybe you're looking to tear your team up for the following week you know what i'm saying there could be many strategies a mug a week a t-shirt a week this is huge so yeah all you have to do is go to patreon.com slash always cheating and when you join you'll get all the links from us how to join our patreon fpl league and that's where we're doing the mug giveaway you'll get the keys to the slack you'll get access to our bonus podcasts that are every week uh and yeah it's it's just really exciting that we're fully back and operational on the patreon uh, we have a couple of new patrons to thank, Brandon. Some new ones that have come in just this week. Uh, Chris Hodgson, Tim, Timothy McCarthy, and Oliver Smelt. Uh, thank you to our three newest patrons. Uh, Brandon, speaking of fantasy Bundesliga, which I was speaking of like a while ago, um, <laughs> I wanted to quickly read off the top five for the fantasy Bundesliga league. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have uh, well over 100 managers in that league. So we, we were able to like rustle up uh you know a, a few people and get them to join the uh, the fantasy league 
Um, I mean, obviously you have, you have our friend, Eric Freeman, who has become like Mr. I actually, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he starts doing his tweets in German. I think, I think we're 48 (laughs) hours away from him just tweeting straight up German. Yeah. Um, (laughs) so, uh, the, uh, the top five, uh, there's tie for fourth actually, uh, Hollandaise sauce and GAG reflex, um, are in fourth, uh, the fantasy King, our friend Patty, who, Helped us out on our UK trip in third. Uh, SV Verder Bremen is in second. Weirder uh, Bremen, and- Josh. That's the joke. Weirder uh, Bremen. Right, right, right. Weirder. <laughs> that's right. I, I, when I'm in podcast mode, I can't see jokes. I'm just like looking at a <laughs> like a. I'm looking at text on a page, uh, and then uh, uh, James uh, Pompey in Uganda is in first uh, with uh, 576 points overall. So uh, congrats to James uh, if he. Whoever ends up winning the league, um, they get their pick of anything they want from the Always Cheating Shop, including one of those new sweatshirts. So, Brandon, once again, patreon.com slash alwayscheating is where you can go to support the podcast and get in on some of this swag. Yeah. Did we thank the new Patreons this week? We had a few. Did you yep, say their names? I did. Yep. Oh, I good. did. I did. Yeah. So. <laughs> good. Uh, I, then right, I so got let's... caught not paying attention. No, it's okay. We it was a heavy start, uh, so I think uh, we're going to take a break, and we're going to be. It's going to be all fun the rest of the podcast. Uh, it is ten questions about the FPL restart. That is the theme of this week's podcast. Ten questions related to FPL coming back. We're looking forward, Brandon. We're finally not looking backwards. I mm-hmm. am very happy to be looking ahead for once. So let's take a quick break. We'll get back and we'll talk about those ten questions. Brandon, we're back. Ten questions about the restart of FPL June 17th. That is 17 days from today. I guess technically it's like 16 days from today. That's less than that is kind of crazy, actually. Like <laughs> yeah. now that I, I have like it's all happened so fast that I have not thought about this, but in two weeks and two days, we're gonna have Premier League matches on again. That seems yeah. wild to me. Like after yeah. after three months. Um, so we have 10 questions. Um, a lot of them are questions that we won't have a uh, concrete answer to uh, yet, but I think that these are these are questions that you should be thinking about as you start to put together your team, start to think about what you're going to do, start to think about how you're going to get back into it. Because I think there's a mental component to it too. Um, I think that after being away for this long, it's you know usually we've got a long month month and change before the the, the season starts. You know the game launches and season starts. This is very different. You know we're we're heading right back into it. Um, so the first question, amazingly enough, is not a question that we can answer either. Uh, the first question is what are the next round of fixtures? Uh, Brandon, take it away. Sure. Yeah. I'll let, you want me to just <laughs> run through them one by one? No, the, the big takeaway <laughs> with, with fixtures, I think with the restart of FPL is, is that FPL has confirmed that the first game week back is going to be a double game week. Now, beyond yep. that, you know, the the FA Cup is going to be, uh, I think, starting with the quarterfinals, the FA Cup is back. So there yep. is the possibility for there to be another double game week somewhere down the line as fixtures yep. have to get shifted uh, as Premier League teams Just progress to the FA a, Cup. A quick side note, Brennan. Props to the incredible juice that the FA apparently has to still run the FA Cup, like... Which like we're all pretending to still care about. Like, why is why? I mean, 
like I know there's some FA Cup fans out there, especially if you're over 70 or whatever, but like it like it like they're trying to like squeeze in a season and then they're still <laughs> gonna squeeze in the FA Cup. Yeah. Like that seems crazy to me. It's very much the spirit of Dunkirk when it comes to the FA Cup at this moment. Um, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Prob, props to them. But, yeah, I, I think just <laughs> just thinking uh, shrewdly about FPL, it's going to be Manchester City, Sheffield United, Arsenal, and Aston Villa. They are the teams yep. getting double game weeks in that first week back. So and we're going to talk more about transfers and unlimited transfers, wildcard, what that picture looks like right now. But if you're just thinking about heading right back into the game, transfers should be focusing on city attackers, Sheffield United defenders, Lord Lundstrom. I hope you didn't forget about him. Arsenal yeah. plays Burnley and Manchester City. Kind of a dicey double game week for the likes of Aubameyang, but still he's... He's one of the form strikers. And Aston Villa, Newcastle. So Jack Grealish, who has departed my team, um, he departed a while back. He's back yeah. into the conversation suddenly. Yeah. And I think that, you know, I think what makes it really tricky is um, it's actually it's Aston Villa, Sheffield United. And then and then we actually, you know, so we don't know for a fact as of Sunday night we're recording if they're going to just take game week 30 and make it game week 39. That has not been confirmed. I'm a little surprised they haven't confirmed that, which makes me wonder if they may rejigger the schedule a little bit, like maybe um, focus on regional matches at the start, you know, um, as the mm-hmm. I, I, I this is like complete blind speculation. I haven't even read articles that said this, but like I'm just surprised that they haven't just announced, um, you know, that we're, that we're just going to kick things off with game week 30 um, on June 19th. Um, you know, the, I mean, obviously it's game week 39 now or whatever, you know, however you think about it. Um, and uh, but basically, the, you're just like in short, there are nine weeks left in the season. Right. Uh, nine weeks left in the season, plus these two um, these two. Uh, remade matches. These were matches that should have taken place the week of the League Cup final, uh, but are now um, being rescheduled, kind of bef- like as a as like a, almost a prelude um, to the rest <laughs> of the Premier League season. You know, sort of get, like get your get your juices flowing a little. It's the yeah. it's the um, Community Shield of uh, Premier League matches. <laughs> right. I want my <laughs> Aubameyang double game week that I was promised in game week twenty nine. That's my. I know. That's what I I'm banging still, the drum for. I have to. It is like it's. I'm still so bitter about that. Like I'm so bitter about losing that second, the second half of that double game week, and it cost me like 30k rank. It was like I had a brutal game week. Yeah. Uh, partially because all the players I had didn't have doubles. So I mean, and say what you will about you know Arsenal really didn't perform against West Ham in game week 29, and Man City is just incredibly tough comp- competition, but. We all captained Obama, or you and I captained Obamiang just with the promise of two bites of that apple. Even two points uh, on a captain for Obamiang in that city match would probably propel you up, you know, uh, a totally. thousand rank for sure. I think, yeah, I think I had two Arsenal players and two city players. So, um, yeah, so it's kind of, so, so we'll see. Um, and so I, you know, I, I wanted, I actually wanted us to kind of treat this like a game week preview where we could talk about uh, game week 30. But I think until we know for a fact that that the you know upcoming matches will be the basically like the next game week i think that we should hold off on talking about that but as you said um if you're you know if you're just itching to make some transfers then focus on arsenal and man city i think that the you know the the what i mean man city in particular though it's got to be the single scariest team to load up on um given how big their squad is uh given how much 
I mean, you know, who, I mean, I'm trying to think of who you'd really want on that team that you would trust to play a ton of matches. I guess Raheem Sterling, probably a pretty safe bet. Yeah. Yeah. Raheem Sterling, Kevin De Bruyne for sure. And he's a workhorse and I know he's, he, he was out injured at the start of game week 29, but listen, he's had a long time now. He's had months to recover. There have been pictures of him back at training looking just these, these photos of KDB back in training where everyone is like, Jesus, he's, he looks fat. Um, I do think that some of these photos are like tricks of the uh, the angle. It's like the force perspective in Lord of the Rings or something like that. But I don't know, Brendan. I can feel I feel a like real weight in my belly that I didn't have three months ago. So it wouldn't it wouldn't be shocking. Um, yeah, you know, Mikey uh, FPL Mikey said with so many unknowns going to the restarts, foolish to be planning anything. Uh, Eg, many teams were set up for the double game for the lockdown. So sticking with what we got and reassessing makes sense to me. Yeah, I'm not planning to do anything until, you know, right up until the deadline. This is assuming we, well, the, you know, this will lead us to our next question in a second here, but assuming that we just get two transfers, then um, I think you've got to hold off as, you know, as long as possible. Um, yeah, I think I think it's really interesting. I actually think Aubameyang is probably a pretty safe option uh, given his, um, what is he, 31 now, something like that. And uh uh, you know, he's just like a, you know, he's, he's, he's fit. What do you think about the summer thing? Like, do you think that like, you know, someone like Katie B sort of a, a pasty fellow, um, you know, like <laughs> if he's playing at you know, these guys are playing in like late June, July, August. I mean, um, that could affect some of these players, right? I mean, there have to be some players who are, I'm not even talking about like what, like, you know, where they're, you know, geographically from or anything like that, but I mean, just mean like some players are just like more fit, right? And like you'd think that like playing it, in the the yeah. sun would be you know helpful. It could or, be, or but it's go go back to World Cup, the recent World Cup in Brazil. Germany won. Brazil didn't win. Germany throttled Brazil. So you know, like climate for for these, um, you know for northern europe and western european guys I, I don't think it's going to be a thing and you know there is already a precedent for water hydration breaks and the five i think talking about um manchester city and the pet roulette now that there will be five substitutions i think that's like been confirmed approved yeah. by the fa um been discussed at least yeah if not i think it also I could actually see that opening up Manchester City assets um, in a positive way. So instead of just having three transfers to make, Pep has more freedom. That means he can more liberally uh, bring Jesus and Aguero off and onto the pitch, right? He doesn't have, if he's got a problem to fix in the midfield, he can fix that as well as um, rotate his strikers. So I could see Aguero and Jesus getting um, ample minutes in all of these matches. If you, if you follow that logic, I, I mean, that's one way it could play out. Um, and you're thinking about these guys coming back from long breaks. They're, they're probably not equipped regardless of the heat to play full 90 minutes at like a, yeah. the high octane that the premier league is known for. So I think, um, I'm kind of more concerned about fitness over 90 minutes and how that's going to impact whether your player is getting 60 minutes or 80 minutes um, as opposed to yeah. like the warmer weather. Based on what we've seen in the Bundesliga so far, it's it's been a little surprising how infrequently there have been um, rotation. Like we've basically – I mean, you know uh, – Bayern Munich has basically rolled out their best squad, you know, every single match. And I think that um, Lewandowski has played, 
I don't even know. Like, there's been four matches so far. Um, I think he's probably played, was it three, maybe? Uh, no, because there was, there was a midweek game week, too. So I think he's played like 330 out of 360 minutes. Yeah. Um, you know, so it, clearly, and he had been injured going into that as well. Um, and so, you know, even even him, like someone coming back from full fitness. So you look at someone like Harry Kane, who just like plays and plays and plays when he's when he's healthy. By the way, just as we're talking, I remember that Jose Mourinho is the Spurs manager. I had completely <laughs> forgotten Funny, how hilarious that? that is. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you have, so you have, you know, uh, it's actually interesting because like someone like Mourinho um, is somebody who, and we'll talk about Kane in a little bit more in a minute, but Mourinho is somebody who is not heavy on rotation. So he, you may, we may actually want to be thinking a little bit about managers here too, and managers who are just less inclined to, to rotate. Yeah, it's a good point. Um, it is a good point. It's yeah, a great that's point. all. That's that's all I had to say about that. We've got nine more <laughs> questions to go here, Joshua. All right. All right. All right. The first one always takes. For, the first one always gets a long answer. Uh, all right. Uh, second question. This is more of a uh, an open ended question, but just one I was going to ask you. Um, will there be an extra wild card, and should there be? FPL Crate Digger says, on a scale of nine to ten, how furious are half of the FPL community going to be when the official FPL game gives everybody a free wild yeah. card? <laughs> not confirmed, obviously. Yeah, I, I feel like it. You okay? You can make one argument that yes, it's it would be a good gesture from FPL to offer unlimited transfers to restart the game. It would take into account, you know, just making it a bit more fun for people trying to get back in the, into the groove. Let me make a more, um, I guess, logical argument based on the history of FPL. The reason why we have the second wild card, you know, in, in the second half of the season is because of the January transfer window. And you need that wild card because sometimes your team gets blown up because of some last minute transfer that happens. Now, typically that's just not the case. And I feel like now, Oh, and, and and for those of you who remember the the second half of the season wildcard in FPL, you used to only have January to use it, and it would expire right. when the transfer window expired. Yeah. It had the a great ex- strategy. Was always like, where do you like? When do you pull the trigger? Do you do it January one or January thirty one? Right. You really have to frisk the fixtures that are happening in January. And now the the second wildcard has become something that's just folded into the double game week strategy and the chip strategy. But I think this is kind of like an iteration of a transfer window. Like so much has changed that would impact everyone's FPL squads that kind of needs, probably needs to be corrected through more than one or two transfers. So I think just logically it makes sense for managers to have that ability. Now, if you go into the FPL site right now you can make unlimited transfers. The problem is you can't confirm any of them. So you just can't make any transfers at the moment. So we still just don't know what FPL is going to decide right here. And now it's kind of like it gets into that Corona territory of the anxiety around what FPL is going to do to start restart the game is, is based on the fact that we don't know what they're going to do. That's, you know, just the way that you just said that, Makes me feel like at the very least, everyone's going to have two transfers to start because I, how in the world, I mean, given that they like kind of apparently like the season was like a train in its tracks and couldn't be stopped. Right. Uh Like the fantasy game, like they just kept 
you could still make transfers for the final, you know, eight or nine weeks of the season. Um, you could still like you could still drop in rank if you made a transfer, right? Because like if there's a tiebreaker, the team that's made the purest transfers, you know, loses or, or wins, um, you know, wins the tiebreaker. Um, so like these, you know, if you took a four point hit uh, going into game week 30, um, you got punished, right? You lost that yeah. four point hit uh, because which never made any sense. Um, and so it was just like, so I wonder how, how they actually restart the game and somehow wind it back to game week, like pre game week 30 and everybody's, that seems like a very tough ask, you know, a very sophisticated thing to have to do for six million managers. So I think that, I think a wild card might just be the easiest mm-hmm. solution for them. I also am just sort of of the opinion that, um, and you know, maybe it's cause we have this podcast. I don't know. Like. Well, actually, okay, I've had this opinion for two reasons. Um, that I, I think they should have an extra wild card for two reasons. One is that um, I think it's more fun, and this uh, game is supposed to be fun. And this, the returning, you know, the, the game coming back at all um, in the midst of uh, the insanity that's happening right now in all of our lives. Um, like, it, it doesn't seem like a situation where, like, fairness needs to be, like, at the forefront. Like, I think just, like, being more fun for everybody and if all of us just – like, I'm telling you, if they just came out tomorrow and they're like, everyone gets a free wild card, I would be so happy. Like, I have a <laughs> wild card that I could use, you know? like I But, like, I feel like that one has to be, like, a little more strategic. But, like, if it's just, like, we just all got to start fresh, mm-hmm. it would be so much fun, you know? And just kind of something to, like, play with over the next two weeks, you know? And – um, I don't know. And I, and I guess the other one is that I am sort of the opinion that every edge that the game gives a good manager is an opportunity and not it like there, a lot of people are this opinion. Like if you give people an edge, it means they get to catch up with me. And I think that we know that's not true. The chips are hugely beneficial for the best managers. You know, the like every every season a new manager gets screwed when they don't know how to use their chips correctly, right? Yeah. Like every every time and so if, if there's an extra wild card, that only helps the best managers. Like if you're gonna give me an opportunity to find any kind of edge on the people who aren't as experienced as I am or don't take the game as seriously as I do. Like I am going to use that to my advantage and not see it as a hindrance, you know, or like worry about fairness because I am immediately like shifting towards like, where's my edge, you know, like, like how can I take advantage of this? So that you is want, sort of my argument for an extra wild card. I, I, well said. And you want to talk about getting screwed. I wild carded into game week 29 and it is a disaster. <laughs> my wild card screwed. is gone. Yeah. And for not, and if I get a second while, if I get a, a, this new wild card, if it, if it unlimited transfers to restart the game, it'll just help stem the tide for me. I mean, I've lost whatever advantage I had with that wild card and, you know, maybe that's my own fault. Um, but wow. You didn't know. I mean, yeah. You did not know that like everything was going to get shut down four days later, you know? So um, yeah, so I mean, that, I guess that's the argument for it. The argument, the argument in favor of just like everybody getting two transfers and or everybody getting one or whatever. I mean, like it's fine. Like if you feel that way, like it's something that you know um, that reasonable people can disagree on. Uh, but um, I just personally um, am always like in like the big tent. Like, how do you make this easier? How do you you know sort of? I don't know. Like, it just seems like it's more fun, and so that's why I'm in favor of it. Yeah. All right, let's jump to question number three, rotation. How should we deal with that? Natasha Stubbs jumps in here to ask, what is the best strategy given the potential for five substitutions per game? Now, we we touched upon that a little bit, talking about 
Manchester City and and just trying to get into the mind of Pep if he has mm-hmm. access to five uh, five substitutions as opposed to three. Do we see more of our favorite players uh, as opposed yeah. to less of them? And I yeah. I think that I think it's going to open up the game a bit. I think that um, the obvious answer here is that I would be inclined to have something like four or five center backs on my team. Like, um, especially, um, I think that, I mean, I, I, you know, in some ways the easiest answer is, um, there are teams that won't be, that don't have the luxury of rotation for a couple of reasons. Uh, one is because they're fighting to, to avoid relegation and also because they don't have the squad depth. And so those are teams that I would definitely be looking at. Um, just, I, well, it's sort of tricky, you know, it's, sorry, I'm like kind of like walking myself around That's here. That's why because, we're here, Josh. We're here to talk this yeah. through. <laughs> well, it's almost like there's like a like a philosophical approach that you could take. You know, it's like it simply goes back to like double game weeks in general. Like, do you want the most explosive players or do you want the players that are going to start the most? You know, like is two is two starts from a mediocre player worth one start from a really good player? Yeah. And if you decide the going Riyad Mahrez conundrum. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so if you decide going into this that I'm going to I'm just going to like load up Man City players and I know that I'm there are going to be multiple matches where they just don't start at all. And I am just okay with that because the returns that I hope to get in their best matches will will minimize the, you know, I'm going to I'm going to try to have some, you know, some some some, you know, um reliable players on my bench as as much as I can do and I'm just going to try to focus on the best players. And so I think that might be the other approach because I think the real trap that people find themselves in sometimes is like you start bringing in like these sort of talismanic players from middle of the road teams, bottom bottom half of the table teams and suddenly you're like, "Wait a minute, like I've got a starting 11 where 9 out of 11 of them are like, you know, from teams like, you know, 12th place down. Like, yeah, you know, like well, how yeah. did this happen, you know? And so yeah. I think I think that is a trap you can fall into too. Yeah, Troy Deeney, he's a talisman, but you know, he's he's not that type of FPL asset that you want to bet everything on. I think totally. Yeah. I think it'll be easy for us to really overthink this when, you know, it, it's still the same teams, it's still the same league. The players have the same set of skills. The good players are still going to be good and the mediocre FPL assets are still going to be mediocre. So I, I I feel at this moment that we probably shouldn't overthink it, though I do think like the, the center back strategy, as you're suggesting, Josh, um, is an interesting one. Now, does that get me to move from Trent Alexander-Arnold to Virgil van Dyke? Uh, I, I don't know. Trent is probably the exception um, to every rule that, that we come up with, uh, for yeah. FPL, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I think that's right. I think if they're, if, if a wild card, if they introduce a wild card, I think that Virgil would be one of the first people nailed into my team. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do think so. Uh, so, all right. Question number four, and this is this, I, I added this one because I was thinking about the, um, uh, the way Bayern and some of the other top clubs have just been really just destroying people on uh, the, in the Bundesliga. Um, and the question is this, Brendan, are the best teams going to crush everybody? Uh, Rob W says, which, which FPL players do you think will be least affected by the enforced break and will hit the ground running? So what do you think about this, Brendan? Are the best teams going to, I know we talked about this a little bit last week, but are, I mean, are we just going to see man city, like win some games, like nine nil Homer on the road, like just cause they're so good. <laughs> Maybe. 
what I one of my takeaways though watching the Bundesliga is yes, what they said was true. They do not play defense in this league. I mean, watching um Alfonso Davies just just stroll through the um was it Mainz they were playing? I can't remember who they were playing. Um it was laughable. I mean, some of these defenses are appalling. And you look at the Premier League and, you know, it's it's just it's lousy with these great teams that just know how to set up, right? Burnley, um, you know, Stoke back in their day, uh, Newcastle now under Steve Bruce. They can just set up or Crystal Palace is probably a better example than yeah. Newcastle. Um I I I think that Man City is probably Brennan, you can't you can't expect Bayern to set up like a Crystal Palace. I mean, come <laughs> on, like there's they'll never have the talent, okay? <laughs> no, I'm not suggesting that Bay- Bayern's done anything wrong there. I'm just saying their opposition just kind of seems like uh they're out to lunch. But anyway, there's I don't need to slag off a, another league. That, that's not why we're here. Um <laughs> but what I'm trying to suggest is um maybe we'll see that from Liverpool or City, a couple, a handful of weeks, but, but I, I would not bet on it. Yeah, I, I, I disagree, Brandon. There, I, again, this the the theme of this week's podcast is uh, things that I don't know. It's not the theme of this podcast, um, but yeah, I think that I, I, I think that um, with no fans in the stands, this is, I guess, this is more just like a feeling, you know, and we'll see how much it's out you know when the when the matches start but i think with no fans in the stands uh i also think there's an element of um just like behind the scenes training and fitness that i wonder if some of these top players have access to um that will allow them to that, that will will have allowed them to stay in shape during this oh, time come off i mean will... it's not like crystal going back to my crystal palace example it's not like they're poor they make billions of dollars being in the premier league they have <laughs> top-notch facilities that's true. I mean, Newcastle, like, I think they have like a pool in their backyard or something like it's, you know, they're not all, uh, maybe Newcastle is a bad example. Anyone but... who's watched the second season of Sunderland till I die, where basically management goes around the facilities and they're like, why did you, they have this like freeze tank or something like that, that, uh, that yeah. costs millions of dollars that has never been used just because they had to spend this well, money on something. Yeah. I, yeah, I guess I was thinking more about like um, like during the last couple of months off, uh, like at their their home gyms and things like that. But um, I guess they 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 probably all have access to treadmills or whatever. So maybe not maybe not maybe not KDB apparently. Yeah, uh, EPO. But yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, this one is like just like it's just something to think about. I I'm of the opinion that that Man City. I guess we really were talking about Man City, Liverpool. I mean, who are the teams that are just dominant? It's really just those two. Right. And any team that you put together would have at least four players from those two teams. Right. Yeah. Uh, hard for me to imagine ever have. So and, and often five, if not six, um, although six, I, I feel like I don't normally have six. I don't normally have three, of, you know, from each. But right. um, well, once you get up to that level, right, yeah. that's when you really it's start to money. have to kill your your darlings on the other teams. Like you're, you're not going to have Jamie Vardy and, and, and that. Yeah. Sort of thing. Totally. So, um, yeah, yeah, it, it's, it's exactly. You can't just like, you know, cause sometimes it's better, you're better off just with the, you know, the best player from the fifth place team or whatever. So, mm-hmm. um, all right. So, um, yeah, so that one's just one to think about. Um, question number five, Brandon, a little more, um, a little more concrete, um, who was injured a few months ago that's now back in play. Um, I think there are three key names here, Brandon, who are the mm-hmm. names that come to mind for you? 
That could, that could include my three key names. Sure. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're looking at we're looking um, primarily at Spurs players. I mean, Spurs were just absolutely ravaged by the time we got to the COVID-19 um, suspension of play. Son yeah. uh, had, uh, what, did, did he have some sort of... Broken a, arm. Yeah, he had a broken arm, and then he did his um, military stuff in South Korea. And then Harry Kane yep. um, was just um, dead. And they're both back. <laughs> what did he even get? He, he just like, he like just was out for like a season of like old age, right? He's like, he's eight, like he's got the 27th of the body of like a 55 year old. Cause he never took a, it's like Alexis Sanchez, you know, he's like never took a day off and just. You know, what What is that out. Tom Cruise movie? Tomorrow never dies or something. Not tomorrow never dies. Um, <laughs> yeah. Where yeah. he keeps dying over and over about. again. Yeah. Um, yeah. Edge of Tomorrow, right. And I feel like Harry Kane is Tom Cruise in The Edge of Tomorrow, and I can't remember, like, all of the different ways he's died over the, the seasons, but there you are. Yeah, um, so, like yeah, I, I think it'll be kind of exciting to see. I mean, yeah, I share your um, your joyful, your gleeful remembrance that Jose Mourinho is the manager at Spurs. But it, it will be, they, you know, they, they put in some great performances when Jose first got to the club and everyone was fit. When you had Son and Kane and Deli Ali was, you know, back um, actually playing, playing the game that he likes to play. So, yeah, Spurs is going to be an interesting prospect now that we and we didn't really have to reckon with them. OK, going back to the we've got to go back to the wildcard discussion, Josh. I built my whole strategy around the fact that I could just ignore Spurs for the rest of the season. And now right. that's not that's not the case. So I'm like on the outside looking in uh, with Spurs. Yeah. I mean, Kane, um, so the latest with Kane is that he says he feels great. Um, he lacks match fitness, which I guess everybody does. But for him, it's it's even You're more extreme, me, boy. right? Because, yeah, yeah, so am I. <laughs> uh, so um, I don't think he has played since the fall, right? It's been, you know, quite a long time. Um, and so I think that um, – of the of of you know between Kane and Son, I think that Son is a little more likely to, to slot right in. I mean, they they kind of need wins, right? So I think that um, Son is definitely. Um, I I would I would I would not be surprised if he started playing. You know, the the, the, you know, the first match back. Um, the other player that we haven't talked about yet is uh, Marcus Rashford, who is also fully fit and um, expected to basically go right back into the squad, and he is. Um, I, you know, I mean, as far as I've been able to read anyway, like maybe there's like, you know, other people know, know what's happening with him in more depth, but, um, you know, available for 8.8 .8 million, like, uh, you know, he was a, a bargain at that price, um, you know, by the time he got injured, um, having just, you know, fantastic season. And um, it's just interesting, like these three players, like it's just, they were done, you know, with the season, like you said, you know, you wild card, you didn't have any, any of those three, you know, you wouldn't have. And, and now they're, I mean, we haven't seen Rashford and, Bernard Fernandez play together yet, have we? I don't think they've played a minute together. And so, um, you know, that's pretty exciting too. Like, I mean, yeah. Man United can suddenly be like a really interesting team and we just don't really know. Yeah. Uh, and so I think that, you know, Rashford, of these three, you know, with Kane being sort of a wild card, which sort of affects Son, I think, a little bit too. Um, I think Rashford is the one player who is now back that I'd be interested in bringing back in in my team. Yeah, our friend James was suggesting that uh, Rashford and Bruno Fernandes are going to be wildly popular because they're great assets to own in this new virtual FPL game. But um, I think you're right. Manchester United were looking, you know, we we saw we saw them in one of the last matches of the season in the Manchester Derby, and 
you know, they took Manchester City to task and they put in a, a pretty decent performance. I mean, them having Scott McTominay back healthy again was a big help there, too. The other interesting story that's playing out um, in the front of the pitch for Manchester United is Odeon and Gallo and whether or not they're going to be able to get his loan extended so that he can participate in this restarting season. Oh, wow. Right. Jeez. So, yeah. um, but, but that was more, <laughs> that was more an imperative for them to have him when Rashford was yeah. injured. So now that he's back, I think that, yeah, I think I agree, man. I sort of I forgot much like Mourinho with, with Spurs. I forgot that Odin Nagala was playing for Man United right now. So this is all, it's all, this is very good refresher for me too, Brandon, doing this podcast today. <laughs> Awesome. Well, uh, five questions down, five more to go. Uh, Should we take a quick break, come back, and then blow through the next five questions? Perfect. All right, gang, there's no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partner, Bet Online. The Bundesliga is back, as you know. NASCAR is back. And Bet Online, they have hundreds of other games, events, and sports to get in on. Just wait until the Premier League comes back on June 17th. Bet Online is going to explode. You can still currently bet on simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC events 24 7, or you can participate in a $10,000 Madden Bracket Challenge, a March Madness style NFL simulation tournament you can enter for free. And live right now on Bet Online's YouTube channel, you'll find an exclusive interview with ex Chicago Bulls Ron Harper, Horace Grant, Bill Cartwright, and Craig Hodges to discuss the Michael Jordan documentary on what they're calling the final dance. Josh, you and I both really love the last dance, uh, Michael Jordan documentary on ESPN. It's a great recommendation mm-hmm. for our listeners out there. Uh, you want to, if you want to learn more about what's going on with Bet Online, just visit them at betonline.ag and go ahead and use promo code BLUEWIRE while you're there, and you can receive your new welcome bonus and check out all the action. It's betonline.ag promo code BLUEWIRE, your online wagering solution. All right, Brandon, we're back. Our 10 questions about the restart of FPL continue. Question number six, are there differentials and under-the-radar options? Alan, kindness is king, says, is this mini-season custom-built for the talisman of their clubs? Maybe. I think we, we, we kind of tried to bust the talisman myth there in the first half of the podcast, but I think the the... Uh, aspect of differentials here is, I mean, it's going to be tricky to say until we've actually seen some live Premier League matches because a lot of the differential stuff is based on form. And until I'm able to kind of judge players' form, I, I think it's going to be hard to tell. I mean, the one differential that I'm always thinking of is Diogo Jota at Wolverhampton because. Jimenez is the preferred forward for that club, and he is irresistible. But there is Jota, who is um, significantly easier. <laughs> he's not He's not as good, but he does score goals. He still scores goals. He's going to be riding high, too, Josh, uh, after being crowned king of FIFA, the FIFA 20 eSports tournament uh, that all the players okay. played, and, and he won. Yeah. So if, if yeah. that means he's in form, then, then he's in form, baby. But I think I will be looking for players that are kind of in that Jota mold. Uh, they're they're easier to fit in in my team. 
most likely to start and they produce. I mean, I don't want to find differentials that just have no track record of producing FPL returns. That's just kind of hope in a prayer territory. Yeah, I, I think that's right. I think um, yeah, we sort of talked about this a little bit earlier on about like we, t- we talked a little bit about talismanic players. And I, I think someone like Jack Grealish is, is tempting. Um, you know, he sort of checks all the boxes in terms of um, on a relegation, um, on a team in relegation trouble, um, doesn't really have an obvious replacement for it, you know, for him. I mean, they have attacking midfielders in that team, but he is, he's very much the, the creative fulcrum of that team. Um, and not too expensive, you know? And so I think that he is definitely, I, I, I don't know that I, who counts as differential exactly, but, um, he's somebody that I would, I would definitely think about, um, yeah, but I think in general, like I'm going to stay, even if like the fixtures are good, I'm going to stay away from Newcastle. A team like Sheffield United is kind of weird. Like, I, I don't really know what to do with them. Yeah. Like, I guess nothing, you know, like they, they can't really score, you know? And so just, and sometimes you just need a little common sense, you know, you start considering these players and then you're like, oh, maybe I could have so-and-so and you're like, right. But that team doesn't score goals, you know? <laughs> and so I think that, I think yeah. that's something, you know, it, you know, but, but, you know, the, the. Obviously, it can be true sometimes too, where you're just like, "What do you know about Burnley? Like, keep it pretty tight, you know. Yeah. Like, they they know how to defend, and so um, keep it simple. Like, maybe maybe like you know, it's just. I mean, a lot of people have Pope already, but maybe maybe you bring in another Burnley defender too. Like, I think that you know, someone like Ben Mee is going to end up playing you know a ton of these matches. Yeah, I think that's smart to not forget what you already know, and um, I think a team like Norwich is who is just so bad but they still do have FPL assets to offer. We do know that Puki can score goals. Now we knew that Puki could score goals when the season started, when we got to game week 29, we had no need for him. But if you look at Norwich's fixtures, Southampton, Everton, United, Arsenal, Brighton, a lot of these teams that aren't renowned for their defense. So, you know, Todd Cantwell and Puki, they're there for you. And um, I think some of those players that, were out of form when the season broke. You know, they they do have an opportunity to get back into the mix. All right. Question number seven. What have we learned from the fantasy Bundesliga? Now, Brendan, we have talked about this on previous podcasts a little bit, but I think it's I think there are some takeaways. And FPL Classico says, uh, having seen the Bundesliga's first four game weeks since the restart, some takeaways that could be useful for FPL planning. Uh, one is lack of home advantage. Two is lots of rotation. Uh, and three is apart from the top two, a lot of inconsistency. So um, the home advantage one is kind of interesting. Makes sense. Yeah, it's wild. We got into it a little bit last week, and I was looking at the uh, home and away table where, and people can just Google this if you want. You didn't find this very compelling, I'll admit, Josh, but it is interesting to look at which teams, like these tables separate out what is a team's record when they just play at home, where would they fall in the league table, and then just with away fixtures. And there are teams like Chelsea, a much better record away from home than than, um at Stanford bridge. Um, so that's an interesting thought. I mean, other things that I feel like I've learned from playing Bundesliga is just old lessons, uh, that I, that I forgot from fantasy. Timo Werner is a good example where Timo had brought into my initial Bundesliga squad, a couple of poor performances by Leipzig and Timo. And I was just thought, well, I'm going to dump him and move some, money around elsewhere and then Timo goes and scores a hat trick and we've just been there Mm -hmm. so many times and 
I think it's a good reminder of the good players are good um, and don't lose patience after a couple of weeks. I think the juices are going to be really flowing when FPL um, is back on June 17th and people are going to be um, reacting to a lot. They're going to be kind of in, more impulsive than they usually are since we're not, not really in the flow. So just try to avoid those impulsive. I'm dumping this player because I'm just mad that they didn't perform this week. Yeah. And I, I think one of the takeaways that we talked about earlier on, on the podcast too, is um, it does seem like the time, and the, I, I guess, you know, we talk about relegation a lot, but but of course the, the top teams are also the ones that are that are fighting to win the league or fighting to get a Champions League spot. Uh, hugely important, uh, you know, not just for the revenue, but just like for a lot of these players, like that's you know you don't get in the Champions League, you want to leave that club. You know, like a lot, like it's sort of like the playoffs in in America. You know, it's like you want to make the playoffs, and so um, you know, I think that uh, I, you know, I think we saw that a little bit this weekend where uh, Bayern basically clinched. Uh, the Bundesliga on midweek when they beat uh, Borussia Dortmund and they still rolled out a full strength squad this Saturday, you know, crushed the next team they played. Uh, And it's because they're not playing a a pandemic style. They're playing. We need to step on everybody's throats right now. You know, like we can't let up at any, you know what I mean? And so like, it's sort of, I think that is maybe, maybe I was thinking, you know, even sort of like like around the holidays, where like we always expect, you know, because we, we kind of go through this with the festive fixtures in the Premier League, and every year we expect massive, com- colossal rotation. We talk about it for weeks and weeks, and then it always ends up being less than we expected. You know, yeah. it's one match. You know, you get one match off, um, and so I, I, I it probably end up being the same way in the in the Premier League. All right, let's move on to question eight, a favorite topic of conversation, um, chips. When should you use them? JMO chimed yeah. in here on this one, and he asks, if, as some have speculated, the only double game week now will be the first one with, uh, you know, we focused on Manchester City and Arsenal when we talked about this earlier in the pod. Is it worth using a chip for it? And if so, which one? So, okay, chips generally. And then I think JMO is right where I am in terms of my thinking is, how appealing is it to play a chip right out of the gate with a double game week that's happening, you know, the moment this game relaunches. And I, I feel like it's pretty compelling. I mean, City and Arsenal both have decent attacking options uh, that, you know, we could look at if you still have your triple captain chip, which, you know, a lot of us uh, have already spent on a Liverpool player at this point. Um, bench boost, that's a trickier one. I feel like you're going to want more than just four teams with the double game week. Uh, yeah, but okay. Okay. So as JMO suggests, what is the likelihood of having another double game week? Um, and the, the FA cup, I think probably leads us to believe we may have one other double game week in this small season. Yeah. It really makes me hope that they, I, I don't have a lot of faith that this is going to happen, but I, I, I would love there to be some creativity with, with the game structure, you know, like, we don't really know what a lot of these teams are going to look like. And, you know, right now they, they sort of set it up in this way where you, in the bonus, like I've really enjoyed that. Like you get to see the team, you know, and if a player isn't playing, you can swap them out, you know, and you can make all of your transfers up until, you know, a minute or two before the game starts. Uh, and in, in, in fantasy, like in, in FPL, like it's not that way. You sort of, the game week launches and it's like, well, like sucks to be you, buddy. You know, if you find out like three minutes later that a player is, uh, 
um, not even in the squad for the 18, you know, or, you know, not, not even the 18 for the match. And um, I would love them to be like, all right, this is an unusual situation. Um, we're going to, uh, you know, allow you up until a minute, you know, 15 minutes before kickoff, you know, a chance to make your squad. So I, I don't know. I mean, this is just me like asking for what I want to happen, but, <laughs> uh-huh. um, you know, FBL but brought uh, just to you by I, Josh Landon. Yeah. Well, I just think it would make, make for a more fun experience and then less, less stressful. But, um, as far as chips go, yeah, I think, um, yeah, you can't bunch both going to this first game week. I mean, who even knows who's going to play? Um, and especially because, um, you know, these two early matches are going to take place, probably before a lot of the press conferences happen. So we won't even really know who's healthy for the weekend. You know, you already have to set your team before you even know it's going to be messy, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know? And so I think that um, you may, it, it really, honestly, it's like, it's like we keep, we keep coming back to this, but it just depends on what they do in terms of chips. And if you get a wild card to start things, that's, that's, that's obviously one thing. Uh, if you um, no, you know, what's, what's interesting is that, you know, if you, if everyone gets a wild card to start the season, you typically can't use a wild card, and play a chip at the same time. So there is a strategic disadvantage mm-hmm. there for for the double. Yeah, that's why I think that the phrase unlimited transfers keeps coming up. And it would be, if they relaunch the game, would it be, it's not that you're activating a wildcard chip. It's just that you go into the game platform and you have unlimited transfers. So then, right. you know, by that logic, you'd probably be able to play a chip in the first week. Yeah. It just seems logical, doesn't it, to have unlimited transfers? <laughs> Come on, it just do seems it. it just No, but I mean I, I mean like we know that there's precedent for this, right? Because yeah. um God, was it 6 7 years ago when the game got all screwy on yeah. the on the launch, you know, and they said, "You know what? Everyone's just going to get another another wild like, or like another like round of unlimited transfers." Yep. Uh, going into game week two. So, it, you know, it, there, it has been done before. There is a Supreme Court, you know, precedent that can be followed here. Um, so, yeah, that's as far as chips go. We'll talk more about that later. Uh, I think that there's just there's too many variables right now. Um, but we, you know, two more questions here, Brandon. Uh, now, question number nine is what did we learn from the first two thirds of the season? And we got an interesting question from Dan, uh, from Chancer. Um, Dan, who we met on our UK trip, he says, is there anything you're both looking to do differently in these last nine game weeks that you didn't do in the first 29? Yeah. Uh, Um, this, this point oscillates like any given month and it's always, this was the lesson I learned at the end of this last season. So I'm going to do it this way this season. And then it burns me that season. And I had to do it the other way this season. We talk a lot about the difference between being patient and being proactive. And the Mm -hmm. first two thirds of the season for me were defined by uh, what I thought was patience, but what turned out to be um, apathy. And I just wasn't proactive. I wasn't riding any waves. I was just kind of waiting for things to happen. I was waiting for FPL to happen to me and I didn't go out and make FPL happen um, as I should. So that's what I feel like I learned from the first two thirds of the season. Now, I think the the follow up to that is, does that necessarily mean I have to shift my strategy going into this mini season? Well, I don't know, because this mini season is going to be kind of unprecedented. And I genuinely don't know what to expect. And it could call for a strategy that we don't even know about right now. 
So I just want to keep that lesson in my mind and know that it's there, but I don't feel like I need to act on it until I have a little bit more info or have seen some of the football being played. I I feel like I... <laughs> I can't think of a strategic answer to this question. Uh, for me, it's more of an emotional one, um, which is that I just think I was um, not having enough fun the first 29 weeks of the season. I think I was um, um, taking the game a little too seriously. And uh, this, I'm looking, you know, the Bundesliga thing was actually like kind of like a perfect, um, like, you know, moose bush or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. like it was just a nice, like, just like, all right, like, yes, this is play. fun. Like I, yeah, it was just like this is I, – I think like especially um, – yeah, I don't know. Like we wouldn't we would, – you know, it's, this is a game, but we've been playing it for a long time. And uh, we – you know, you and I are very competitive. We're in leagues that are very competitive. Um, and sometimes like the the like pleasure-pain ratio gets a little <laughs> out of whack. Yeah. And I think I was – it was out of whack for me by the, by the time the season ended. And I felt it on the UK trip. You know, I mean, I just was not enjoying the matches as much as I could. I will never forget storming out of um, the King Power Stadium. And I was riding high on the Harvey Barnes um, goal assist, soon to be brace. And you just were done. You're like, let's find this train and get back to London because this is over. (laughs) <laughs> i mean i've, I mean, seen, I was I've seen you like that many times we were so exhausted yeah. too it was a long time yeah yeah you've seen me like that yeah it, you were unfussed but it was um it would just like but like it shouldn't be that way like it, you have to like i don't know it's easy to say right now but like you really have to keep things in perspective you know it's like it's just it's just, it, it's supposed to be fun and even if you've got money on the line like whatever it's it's like you whatever you're gonna win in your fantasy league is like probably less than you make in a week or whatever you know so like you just have to like keep things in perspective uh and just and just enjoy the fun like enjoy fantasy for what it is which is another perspective another another way to watch matches another way to be slightly more engaged another way to take the game away from the greedy owners and give it back to the fans <laughs> mm-hmm. um you know and so i think that uh i don't know so i'm, I'm for me i'm just gonna try i really am gonna try to enjoy myself and of course i'm gonna be competitive but there's no way i can not try my best to yeah. I, I you know I, i'm at 20 points from first place in our in our personal mini league and so um you know i feel like uh, i feel very motivated but um i am going to try to um enjoy it and not get so um ticked off when things are going my way this is a perfect segue to question number 10 of um the fpl season coming back and this last question is how do we get motivated for the end of this weird mutant season We've got a comment here from the (laughs) eye test FPL. He says, they say how to get motivated about the return of FPL, because to me, the season feels like it ended already. So you've talked about just focusing on enjoying yourself and having fun. Do you need further motivation to just kind of get back into the, the minds of FPL? Well, I mean, it feels like a recurring theme now, but the just I, the Bundesliga thing has reminded me how much fun it is to have uh, to 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 do to do participate in fantasy and have fantasy sports and just the way it gives uh, all these matches a little extra juice and, um, and just having sports back in general. I mean, it's just you know, um, if sports are going to be back, you might as well bring FPL back too. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, whether sports came back or not was not anything I had any control over. Um, and so the fact that it is back is something that I'm going to enjoy. Um, and, uh, I, I have enjoyed the, the 
you know, German football. And I've enjoyed it as a, as a sport too. Like it's, I'm not just watching it like with like a calculator trying to figure out how many points I got from a key pass or whatever. Like it's just been fun to watch these matches, you know? And so, um, yeah, so I think that, um, I, 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 you know, I, I, I feel a little weird. I, I, in some ways I wish it wasn't quite so like spread out. Um, you know, I, I sort of wish there weren't matches every single day. Um, it's like, give me a chance to miss you a little bit, you know, <laughs> uh-huh. and it feels like that's, that's going to be, it's going to be kind of intense. Yeah. It's going to be kind of intense having matches on all the time. Um, but I think I may be looking at that too much through like a podcaster's lens. Like it's kind of yeah. tricky to pod when you've just got like games every day. But yeah. uh, I think from a like fans lens, like, sure, let's have matches every day. <laughs> <laughs> right. Why the hell not? Like what right. else is going on? Yeah, I think for me, I'm still trying to figure out where I am emotionally with all of this. And I I hear what you're saying about the Bundesliga. And yeah, it it's been tremendous just to be able to watch the sport. And so I I feel like if you're out there listening if you've listened to this podcast this long, I struggle to think that you need more motivation to play FPL. But if you're thinking about FPL and you're like, I don't know, man, trust me, as soon as the the matches are back, you're immediately going to love having a fantasy team. So if FPL, it doesn't feel like it's working for you right now, just wait until the matches are back because then I think they will go hand in hand for you. And, um, yeah, then then the magic is going to happen. So. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, and uh, yeah, based on um, that first game weekend uh, when Bundesliga was back, I was like, this is so, this is so you know, so weird. Like, I, you know, early in Holland is in my fantasy team, but I don't really know that much about him. And, you know, how does this happen? But then he scored a goal and it was fun. And he was yeah. my, you know, he was my <laughs> my star player. And I was like, oh, this is great. I love this. I mean, I forgot how much fun it is to have a little like juice uh-huh. uh, and all these matches. And so, um, yeah, I think, I think you're right. I think once it's back, it'll be, um, it'll be the game, it, a, a different version of it for sure. And you might as well just accept that, you know, that it's, it's going to be a little funky. Um, but it'll still be, it'll still be fine. I think. Just, just go in the bathroom, look at the mirror and say, admit to yourself, you're an addict. And yet you can't wait. <laughs> you, you know, you can't wait for FPL to come back. So you don't, uh, don't act like true. you, you, you're, you have mixed feelings. It's, oh. it's going to be awesome. Oh, I was, I'm not was talking to you. Like I'm talking to the audience. Church. Oh, oh, that's true. You, you might as well have been talking to me. Cause I was thinking, I was like, I've been <laughs> tweeting like on our, on our account, like once every 36 hours, you know, I was like, what? and then like the day it came back, it was like, boom. It was like, I was like, f- like fighting with people about stuff. You know, I was like, arguments were happening again. I was like, oh, yep, that's all it took. Just, just bring it back uh, right back in. So that's this week's podcast, Brandon. I know we've gone a little bit long. Uh, thank you so much to everyone uh, for listening. Uh, thanks for everyone who stuck with us for the last 10 weeks. Uh, uh, sincerely. And a lot of yeah. you sent us some really incredibly nice uh, notes. And, um, I think it, it was really those notes, uh, that, that kept us doing this, mm-hmm. um, you know, because we really just, we, a lot of people really enjoyed it. I mean, I, you know, not to overstate the pod, but like, I don't know, but a lot of people like enjoyed having, um, us keep it going and having like a Monday morning pod to listen to. And so that's the, really the reason we did it. So, uh, now that you know, we have actual fantasy back, it's, it's great. And, uh, you know, it's going to be awesome. So, uh, if you want to support the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash always cheating. Uh, you become a supporter, say thanks, uh, participate in our new, uh, contest. We're giving away a always cheating monk or similar 
item uh, for all nine weeks of uh, the season. Once the season kicks off, uh, it'll go to the high manager. So I've got a patreon.com slash always cheating. And that's the high manager for that game week. Uh, and uh, yeah, and we will, of course, thank all new patrons on the podcast as well. Speaking of thanking our patrons, Brandon, can you thank our producer patrons, please? Oh, Josh, I love this part of the podcast. Big thanks to our producers, Trevor Ingerson, Mike DiPietro, Chris Howell, Andy Penn, Chris Carter, Martin Savage, Brian T, to Big Gaffer, Bobas Kuhn, Jeff Husby, Ben Grant, James Holland, Jazz Binning, Dave Wagner Lodal, Nick Wright, Jim Payne, Brian Chin, Blair Jacobson, Frederick Kean Gransky, Travis West, Alan Creasy, Victor Forberg Skoging, Paul Hertzig, Kaya Christine Lang, Stian Niehaus, Barry McGuire, Peter Bodexel, Andy Portlock, Toothless Gibbon, Andy Martin, Lindsey Rostel, Anton Markov, FPLmerch.com, James Conroy, and Brandon B. And don't forget to subscribe to Always Cheating. You're probably already subscribed, but, you know, it's good to check. Give us a rating, a review if you have some time. That helps us a lot. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Acast, wherever fine podcasts are available. And uh, we're all over social media. Give us a follow on Twitter where we, of course, will retweet all of the great uh, breaking news from the uh, <laughs> FPL account. And Josh will be there to uh, argue with you, as you were just saying. Yeah, find us on Twitter at Hell Cheaters, Instagram at Hell Cheaters, Facebook.com slash Always Cheating, or send us an email, HailCheaters at gmail.com for all this and more, including the Always Cheating shop, where you can get those mugs, T-shirts, and hoodies. Go to AlwaysCheating.com. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be back next week. And patrons, we'll be back with a new midweek podcast. So I'll yes. be back with uh, with Kitchen Table Podcast. Uh, you and I are already talking about a schedule. Uh-huh. I think we're going to do a bunch of them together. Um, maybe we'll try to have some guests on as well. Um, you know, Now that we're working from home, we get, it's a little easier to get some UK folks on, too. So uh, stay tuned for that. Um, but, uh, yeah, lots of pods coming up over the next few weeks. All right. Poku forever. Hail cheaters. Bye. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.